What's up, Strong Side? Welcome back to the Live Well Podcast. It's your host, Brie Goodfellow, and today I have a very, very special guest with me. I have Zach Goodfellow. Hello. Hi. Round two. <laughs> round. Yeah, this is round two, y'all. We actually already did this podcast, and then uh, we lost it. So that was the whole thing. It's but fun stuff. Yeah, it, it's fine. But we're here, round two, and we've already like gotten out all of the blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah, all the blah, blah, blahs. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but action now. <laughs> yeah, now we know exactly what to talk about. So, Zach, I have two very important questions for you. Hit me. Okay, number one, what did you eat for breakfast today? For breakfast, I had four fried eggs and some chicken sausage and a Granny Smith apple, which people sleep on Granny Smith apples. I've slept on Granny Smith apples my whole life. No more. Top tier. Mm, I still don't know how I feel about that, but continue. Um, there was a, oh, half of an avocado. That's legit. It was a very, very satisfying breakfast. That protein, carbs, mm. fat, all mm -hmm. up in there. So colorful. All about it. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Okay. And next, then, second question. What is the most, uh, let me rephrase. What are you most proud of that has happened oh, in the last 24 hours? I changed it up from the first I time did. we did this. I did. You know what? I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Most proud in the last 24 hours is how little of my shit I lost when <laughs> my hard drive crashed and we lost that podcast. I'm very proud of how calmly that situation I'm was handled. I'm also proud of you. <laughs> because guess what? Um, if that had happened to me, no, I know. <laughs> we... Um, there would be no more brie. Like, I just feel like yeah. everything would have melted. So I'm going to say that. I'm going to say the calm demeanor with which I handled losing the hard drive with all of my life I'm on it. I'm very proud of you. And, you know, just for reference, A, or A, one, Zach is my husband, in case no one caught on to that. If you don't know him, he is a StrongSide member over at Woodstock. We joined StrongSide together about two years ago. So that's number one. Number two, um, with his hard drive crashing, it's kind of a big deal because he completely works off of his computer. He is yes. a music composer for a living, and he makes music for video games. And so having a hard drive is really important. Yeah, so we're just kind of, I'm just... I'm sure this 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 theme will permeate this conversation, but you know, you just put good energy into the world, hoping that you know maybe some miracle happens and the world saves the data on your hard drive. You know, <laughs> that's just it's kind of how we're operating right now. Yeah. Well, in our last conversation that no one got to hear before everything crashed, right. we talked a lot about how positivity is one of the hardest things to shoot for sometimes not sometimes pretty much all the time there's great strength in positivity and while everyone thinks positivity is like rainbows and sunshine it actually can sometimes feel like freaking death and darkness yeah, and I like horrible sometimes people get like a misconception about people who are generally positive and they yeah. just feel like oh that's just that they're just positive they're just always so happy and sunshine all the time it's like i can't speak for everybody but i try to be a positive person and for me it's usually like an active effort every day. There's plenty of stuff that pisses me off and frustrates me on a daily basis. Yeah. But it's like that uh, that wolf saying that you love. Like you, yeah. have, you have two wolves. Mm -hmm. I don't remember how it goes. There's One a wolf um, is greed and anger and um, self-loathing and self-pity. You know, all of those negative things that we can all feel like emotionally on a daily basis. And then there's the other wolf um, that's filled with joy and positivity and kindness and compassion and peace and understanding. And you get to choose which one you feed and whichever mm -hmm. one you feed is the one that will be the strongest, the healthiest and will survive. Mm -hmm. And we get to choose which one of our wolves that we yeah. feed. Well, sometimes you get faced with a situation where the, the negative wolf is very hungry, but you just got to be like, mm, no, mm, no, I choose not to. <laughs> I'd rather you didn't eat today. <laughs> Yeah, and really, the the main reason why I wanted to bring Zach on today was because, A, I think he's very cool, um, big fan, and <laughs> um, but also, too, Zach has made such a transformation in how he has gone from being someone who did not 
like discomfort and was very easily, um, I don't know what the word is. I don't want to say complacent. Easily, as, I would like, easily discouraged from yeah. growing. Right. <laughs> yeah. and especially as soon as it got difficult. Yeah. And now that's quite the opposite. Um, and in fact, like I, this guy literally seeks it out. He seeks out discomfort all the time. And um, it's just, it's just been such an amazing journey. I've known Zach since we were it's been 12. Like, yeah, I've been like 15 years. Oh God! Every time you say it, it makes me <laughs> it makes me feel really old. Um, yeah. So like 15 years, and uh, everyone sees him now in the gym, and it's like, oh, he's a really big like athletic guy. Like, go him. And it's like y'all have no idea. Y'all weren't there for the World of Warcraft days. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nope. And the guy couldn't touch his toes, and uh, there there was a lot you couldn't do. Oh yeah. Squats oh, yeah. hurt. It's been a big journey. Everything hurt. Yeah. Everything you used to not be able to walk up hills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's legit. Like, oh yeah, no. There were 100%. big hills and we would he would not be able to walk up them. Uh and we had to train walking up hills because his knee would hurt too bad. Yeah. Remember that? Oh yeah. Now Good look times. at you doing muscle ups and everything. Yeah, it's been a cool ride. It's been a cool ride. So what would you say, Zach, is what do you think? Did you have a turning point? Was there a specific moment where you were like, you know what? I do have this. I do want to pursue this lifestyle of like health, fitness, taking care of myself, taking better care of my blood sugars. Like, um, I think there was a culmination of things. I think the rebirth really started during lockdown. Um, you and I started, I mean, we didn't have anything to do. So we just started, we walked a lot up around our area and we found that local park, which anybody in the Alpharetta Roswell area, Wills Park is truly the happiest place on earth. Yeah. Literally. If you just walk there, it's, you will... it's, it's the opposite of poltergeist where like the whole, <laughs> the whole thing was just built on, on happiness, sunshine and, and <laughs> unicorns. Um, but we were doing a lot of walking, you know, you had found some online like workout guides and stuff that we were doing. And I think that was the first time that I got to like achieve that feeling of like, oh, I actually kind of feel better day to day when I mm -hmm. exercise. So that sparked it. And then um, cut to finding strong side and experiencing my first world in the CrossFit world and these, and, you know, the group workouts and the energy of those classes and everybody else working out around you. Um, I would say like a month into strong side, I don't, I don't know that I have an exact moment where I'm like, yeah, this, okay, this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. But it was the, uh, the energy I found in myself doing the strong side workouts where so many things that I had never even like never really even wanted to be able to do, I was now doing. And it's like, oh crap, I'm like, I'm capable of doing all of this cool stuff, like 10 pull-ups and, you know, power cleans and push presses and all that. You know, it's, it, it sparked in me a, a like an understanding of being comfortable with being uncomfortable and, and recognizing the amazing, like comforting feeling that comes with the achievement of doing something that is difficult, you know? So you're saying there's comfort that comes after the discomfort? Absolutely. Absolutely. You go through a really tough workout and during the workout, like, yeah, it sucks. You're grinding and you're breathing heavy and you're sweating and all that stuff. But the second you do your last rep or you're graced with the, okay, that's time cap. You're done. <laughs> you know? Like the second it's over and you know, you put in a solid effort and you just get to flop on the floor and cling to life for 20 seconds. <laughs> like that feeling's awesome. That feeling of like, dude, I just freaking did that. Mm -hmm. It's it's worth every bit of the, of the Bernie feeling that came before it. The Bernie feeling, the Bernie feeling, you the, know, you get the, get the Bernie legs. <laughs> 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 okay absolutely and i think um that's a really important concept to grasp 
for a lot of people that it's not easy for anyone at any stage that you're in in health and fitness you know um in our previous podcast we were talking a lot about um looking at health as the actual vehicle rather than a destination like you know i have a lot of clients that will come to me and say it's time to get healthy i need to eat healthy or, you know, I need to be healthy. But like, what does that mean? What does that look like? And what is the very act of being healthy looks like? Mm-hmm. Because it's not just something that you can like label yourself. I am healthy. Okay, but like, what do you do to label yourself as that? What mm-hmm. is that identity of healthy? And what does mm-hmm. that mean for you? Yeah. Because um, oftentimes, I think a lot of people will picture other people as healthy see other people as healthy but they don't recognize that healthy will look different on them and i feel like that's what you got to discover like Mm -hmm. what does my version of healthy look like because we weren't totally sure what that would look like either like so zach's also a type 1 diabetic and um so that oh that just throws a little curveball on some things sometimes and you know with high blood sugars low blood sugars all these things and we weren't really sure like what that was gonna look like for you either like you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and there was a lot of like, you know, you get extra um, kind of challenges to work with with it. Where like a really rough workout to a non-diabetic, it's you know, okay, cool. You just you just worked your ass off. That's good for you. But like, I had to. I part of the difficulty was navigating. Like, okay, well, when I do certain movements or certain types of workouts it skyrockets my blood sugar. You got to figure that out. And yeah, we definitely got to learn like what's healthy for that athlete who's Mm -hmm. throwing down 3000 calories and eating all this carby food and then going and doing two hours of working out. Like for that person, it works fantastic for you. That's, that's going to kill you, you know? Right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you made a point to to talk about how it's, it's a journey versus a destination. I, I, I found in strong side and doing those workouts and, and following those programs, like even outside of the gym, like all of the fun and the excitement of achieving stuff and, um, and bettering yourself, it comes from that middle part. It comes from the journey to it. I find that's where most purpose and drive comes from for me is like, okay, I can't do a pull-up. How do I get my first pull-up? And then you get to live in the, how do I get my first pull-up? Okay, I'm going to work on ring rows and grow my shoulders up. And then I'm going to work on kip swings so I can get, I can, that's where all the fun is. You're, you're yeah. improving on different parts of your body, learning how to use different skills and all that. Mm-hmm. And then you hit the pull-up and it's like, okay, so now I got, how do I do 10? How do I get my stamina up? You know, I think it's really, really important to not focus so much on, um, like an X marks the spot type of goal. Um, But to your point, finding an identity that you want to strive to be. Uh, That Atomic Habits book that we always talk about. Mm -hmm. I've only ever read the first three chapters of it, but I've read them like six times. Um, (laughs) But he talks. You're doing so good. (laughs) But he talks about, you know, having, having, being goal driven comes with challenges because there's a lot of gray area in between reaching the goal. And then once you reach the goal, it's you, you did it. You know, you can be like, I want to lose 60 pounds. And so you do all of this really insane work to get there. But then once you do it, there's nothing stopping you from dropping back to your old habits. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that book describes it is rooting yourself in a new identity that dictates your actions and the goals will follow. Mm-hmm. So, I am someone who doesn't eat junk food would follow that goal of losing weight. Right. But mm-hmm. now you have something that, that drives you day to day. Cause if you're doing the, like, I, I want to lose 60 pounds. It's really easy two months in when the honeymoon excitement of your goal has worn off to justify like a bag of chips, you know, cause you, I'm still going to lose my 60 pounds. Like this isn't going to kill me. Even as a health professional, you mm-hmm. would say one bag of chips isn't going to ruin your progress. Mm-hmm but it's still a vote against the goal that you wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Versus if you are, if you decide, I am someone who doesn't eat junk food now, 
You know, I want to be someone who doesn't eat junk food, who eats clean, who fuels their body with the right things. That bag of potato chips is junk food. There's no way if you want to maintain the identity that you're going after to justify that bag of potato chips. So I find that like identity rooted motivation, it's, it's much more powerful because it, it's easier to call upon on your day-to-day life. So what was the identity you had before? Mm. And what is the one you decided towards? Um, that's a good question, Brianna. I think that's why they pay me the big bucks around <laughs> here. <laughs> I think with regards to fitness, like one of my my initial identity shift was, I think I was someone who did not take my condition seriously, diabetes. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of really leaned on the fact that people always thought, oh, you can live a perfectly normal life. And I just, I cut off the phrase there. Like, oh, okay, cool. But they always follow it. If you take care of the, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. I, I, igno- Selective here. I ignored that second half part. Um, and I just shifted to, I want to be someone who takes their health seriously, who takes being diabetic seriously and treats it with respect. Mm-hmm. You know, I always kind of like, you know, I'd go to the doctor and, and see people just like meticulously carb counting and, and putting so much more thought into, Oh, here's what my sugars were over the last week. And here's what I wrote down here, the notes I took. And I would look at that and be like, Oh my God, you're doing, you're doing so much extra work. Why would you do that? And And you're like, I just ate Cheetos. (laughs) Yeah. like It's not that big a deal. And then no, no, it's a big deal, man. You're the one being dumb. So I think it was a big identity shift for me over COVID, you know, we were scared about the big green gas monster that was coming to coming to get us. Uh-huh. Um, and I wanted to make sure I had the best chance to not, you know, catch it. And so I had to start taking my health seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, we I mean, it, it was just scary. All we knew was that like anyone who was older and diabetic, like screwed. Like, yeah. oh, my God, like never leave your house again. Right. And we very much felt that way, like right. boarded the windows, all of it. And yeah, I, I agree. I think that's when we both started to take mm-hmm. your like diabetes like seriously too. And that's where I started deep diving into nutrition. I feel so, I feel like your life is so tied to mine and to why my, like my oh. stuff started. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's only been freaking forever. Um, <laughs> no. And so now how would you describe your identity though? Um, I just, at this point, it's all just kind of summarized into like, I don't know. I just, I like to, I like to feel good. I like to have fun. I like to help people have fun, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I find that it's way easier to do that when you feel good and when you've got energy and, um, so what votes are you casting towards that goal of helping other, like, you know, you're, Zach is very much a person who likes to have fun and wants to bring fun to others, which is why he does what he does and builds music for video games and everything else. But what votes are you casting every day towards that? Just taking care of myself. Um, I mean, I do, I do things, you know, like what I do for work or what I do for, you know, recreation stuff. I just, I just kind of chase things that I think are, are cool and exciting and fun. Um, but from a like, health perspective you know i'm able to be more positive and have a better time with people when i physically feel good when i'm in a better mood and that comes from sleeping well you know i don't stay up past like eight o'clock anymore just because i'm grumpy if i don't get my sleep yeah (laughs) it is what it is but even but like okay to this point though if you've got me out past eight o'clock if it's if it's 10 30 and we're still out in public you're not having fun with me no i'm not i'm not there no one i I don't understand why you don't don't want me there you don't you don't want either of us there we're not having fun we want to go home (laughs) so um you know doing that i like you know trying to eat as clean as possible so that my sugars aren't in the clouds and I feel like crap. And so I'm grumpy and not being nice to people. I don't like that. Um, and just trying to, you know, one thing that fitness and the gym community has really brought to me is just the, like how much more colorful you see the world when you're improving at something. 
mm-hmm. whether it's fitness, whether it's a skill, whether it's your career, whatever, um, just that feeling of working towards things that you couldn't do and now you can do. It just, it, it makes everything shinier when yeah. every day you've achieved something. You, there's, a, there's a confidence you feel in yourself that is indescribable. And, you know, once you taste that, you're not willing to go back. You're not willing to trade it for what you used to do. Like, I, there is no double bacon cheeseburger in the world that you can show me that's like, that. that's probably going to taste good enough for me to feel like crap for the next four hours. Right. 100%. It's not worth it. Absolutely not. Um, And in doing all of those things each day, those little wins, it's I really like to view them as investments, like little investments towards yourself, towards your tomorrow and in towards the big grand scheme of like your life, mm-hmm. you know, all the little things that add up and compound over and over and over again. Um, you know, that same phrase that Mitchell says all the time, you know, brushing your teeth every day so that you don't get cavities, not because you brush them once that you don't get cavities. It's every day. Mm-hmm. So even taking that one hour to work out like each day while, even though it's raining, even though you just feel lazy and mm-hmm. want to just lay on like you know not do everything but that sometimes the hardest part is getting to the gym that in and of itself can be your win for the day but it's like it's just the act of showing up i very much see it as showing up for yourself all the time and it's like the greatest investment of self-love that you can possibly show for yourself mm-hmm. and even in your choices of what you choose to eat especially with you know the education that you have you know, there's a lot of people who have conditions who, you know, aren't making the strongest choices even because they don't have a lot of the education that's out there. And I'm really grateful that you and I got to find that, like find education towards what was going to work best for you. Right. And, and we still don't know what works best for you half right. the time. It's, a, it's an ongoing thing. We experiment it, with this diet all the time. <laughs> it is hard, man. I mean, if if because it's not given to you very accessibly that information of Mm -hmm. cleaner food and all that i mean you grow up thinking that you're making good decisions with like you know i used to eat english muffins with peanut butter like oh this is healthy (laughs) like this is decent you know but like that's that's what i thought you know because there's no real i mean we know the food pyramid's a freaking joke don't 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 even do that it's tough if you don't have a source of information to actually guide you yeah there's a lot of noise yeah. Um, so and I mean, there's different levels though, right? Like, I right. mean, maybe like for you, like eating like an English muffin with peanut butter was like the healthiest choice you made that day. And, and great for you though. Like if that was, cause that was your first step. Like, right. Again, it was baby steps too. Cause I went yeah. from, from a, like a bagel with cream cheese to English muffin with peanut butter. Like it's in the right direction. Yeah, we're, we're getting know? there. Yeah. And it's just little incremental things though. Yeah. Cause look at you now. Yeah. Like you eat, totally differently right um you know and and that alone is the journey and i think that's really important is all those little bits in between like you don't go from you know walking to a gym like brand new and being able to do like push-ups on your toes like beautifully like you just don't do that i use this one all the time but like i wanted to be able to do push-ups on my toes so badly my whole life but i never had upper body strength i never took the time Cause I was like, I'm going to look like a man if I lift weights. Ha 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 ha. No, like <laughs> that's literally impossible for me. But that was what I was taught growing up. Yeah. Just, yeah. So anyway, then going into strong side, I see all these women doing like pushups on their toes. And I was like, holy cow. I was like, I want to be able to do that. But really to build that strength, I had to start with like floor press. Right. Like I, even like doing pushups on my knees was really difficult. Um, that's okay like you have to make those incremental steps i can't just go straight to it and knowing like i'm not going to hurt myself Mm -hmm. like i have to earn those things and even the people that are there like at the tippy top think of like the healthiest person you know the fittest person you know which by the way are not always the same thing Mm. but that's a different that's a that's a a, a whole different conversation okay um and think of the fittest person you know let's put it that way they didn't just wake up and be like, oh, I can do all the things. I can do all the push-ups and I can do all the muscle-ups and I can go run forever. They work so hard and have worked so hard for so long. So it just goes to the idea of like enjoying the journey and understanding that your chapter one will not look like your chapter 20. 
or 30 or 50. Like you are going to keep leveling up if you keep making those little investments every day. Yep. Little well, by little. Enjoying the journey is is everything. I mean, imagine how lame it was because you're proud that you can do push-ups now. Yeah. Because you worked your ass off to do it. Like imagine how lame it would be if you walked in and couldn't do push-ups and it was as simple as like, oh, take your take your left shoe off and now you can do normal push-ups like oh okay that's not something that you're gonna wear with pride. I, didn't really, I didn't achieve anything right I, I mean earning things feels great to use your book example yeah. like you want a book that has 20 chapters you don't want a book that's got a that's chapter one and then the end exactly you need the middle part that's it's the a, whole ride yeah that's where you get to learn about yourself and learn new things and see what you're made of yeah. that's my favorite part about chasing fitness and 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 all of that stuff is like you shock yourself every day when you show up every day to your point whether you're tired or whether it's raining out whatever you just get there every time you're going to surprise yourself like oh man i i got those calories done on that bike with like two minutes quicker than i thought i was going to oh man right. i lifted 10 pounds heavier than i did last time and that, like that feels great because no one can take that from you. You did that. Absolutely. I mean, no one puts down a good book and was like, oh, man, everyone was so happy the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what was great about that story? He showed up, he couldn't do it, and then he did it. It was great. It's the best movie ever. It's the best movie ever. <laughs> That's really it. Um, I mean, I mean, it sucks when you're in it. Like when you're going through hardship, but it's the reminder of this is making me better. Yeah. Even when you are like, when you're going through a phase, you will go through a phase where you are not progressing. Like mm -hmm. it's going to feel that way, mm -hmm. you know, because our health journey, if we're looking at that, like, you know, health is the vehicle to get us to where we want to go. It is not linear ever, right. ever, ever, ever. I don't know anyone where they were like, oh no, I just walked in the gym and I've just been crushing it every single day ever since. It's like, that never happens. Everything is cyclical. So you're going to go through cycles of like, this is amazing. I'm super motivated. And then to like, this isn't, I'm not, I'm not having fun. <laughs> and then it's like, nope, not doing it anymore. I quit. Yep. And then you're going to go right back to motivation and it's going to go in this cycle over and over and over again. But it's the fact that you stay in those cycles and you don't just exit stage right. right. Like you stay right. in it um, because you know it's going to, you're going to come back to that other side of the cycle. You will find motiva motivation right. again. You will find that drive and desire and you're, you will crush it again. You're going to have periods where you are slaying it in yep. the gym. You're slaying it in the kitchen yep. where like you're just meal prepping and yep. like, Everything tastes amazing. You are crushing it. Everything is awesome. And then you will have a cycle where things are not awesome. And that's okay. Yeah. Like there is, but along the while, the fact when you stay in those cycles, every cycle, every time you go through it, I really believe that's when you're leveling up. Oh, for sure. Every single for time. For sure. Yeah, there's a big element of, of having to learn how to be patient mm -hmm. with stuff like that. Um like what do you think about like finding different ways like how would you recommend with something like fitness where it is a very long-term thing like finding little wins i have found is very important like trying to figure because it's not an instant gratification thing um in the grand scheme like you're not going to go do one really good workout and walk out with a six-pack that's mm -hmm. just not how it works but you like I find it so important to look for a win in every workout, whether it's as simply as like I very easily could have stayed on the couch. I was comfy. I had my blanket on. My dog was cuddling my feet. I'm not. <laughs> I don't have to go. But I still got up and went to the gym. That's a win. That's already something that not a lot of people are willing to do. Yeah. Focusing on on how you win each day, I think, is a big way to get through those slumps, you know, especially when you're in the part of the cycle where you're not motivated anymore and all of that stuff. Just being like, you know what? I still moved. Mm -hmm. I still got an hour in. Mm -hmm. um, I find very powerful. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it comes from... I, I like to view it like in two ways. So <laughs> let, me, let me put it this way. I'm going to talk about what I recommend to my clients and then I'm going to talk about 
what I do. Which <laughs> okay. Is not ideal. Um, so with my clients, you know, I'm always recommending you have to pick like one win for the day. Like one, find one thing that you're just going to nail it. And sometimes it's only breakfast. If you can just nail breakfast, freaking do it. Like and as early in the day as possible. Because then you can start your day on an upward spiral. You know, because you can have an upward spiral or a downward spiral. Either way, you're it, you're moving in either direction. And if we can choose to move upward in positivity, like, okay, like I just gave myself an awesome breakfast. I don't know what the rest of my food's going to look like the rest of the day, but at least I did that. Mm-hmm. More often than not, you will find a way to make a better choice towards lunch. If you, you know, can't cook it, you will find a better choice when you're in the drive through line. Mm-hmm. You can. Or, you know, you will find, you're like, you know what, I do... No, I'll, I will feel better if I go to the gym. Like all because you started with one win in the morning, which often. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So kind of like starting the momentum. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Meanwhile, but like if you woke up late because you had a late night, like, you know, and then you rushed out the door with some crummy ass like little protein bar that you hate and then you're driving to work and you're stressed out and you, that's all you get to eat. Then you're waiting for lunch. I mean, like, oh, my God, I'm already exhausted. Like, that's mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah. You know, that's that you're already in this downward spiral. And then of course you're gonna be like, oh, you know, you know what? I just want to go home. I'm not going to go to the gym. I just had a bad day. I'm just going to go home. Mm-hmm. And I and think- you're gonna be, uh, Then you're going to go home looking for comfort, looking for exactly. tasty food. Nobody and- eats broccoli when they are stressed. I right. keep saying this, they <laughs> don't. And it's okay. I mean, I, do, I wouldn't, I mean, I do. But like, I'm you weird. <laughs> sit there gnawing on a carrot. <laughs> Um, you know, so getting the wins as early in the day as possible is always going to set you off. Right. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, again, like building that momentum. Um, I love the momentum metaphor because I think it, um, it builds on that whole identity concept that we were talking about too. Cause like your brain, I feel like catches momentum in both directions of whether you're growing or whether you're not growing. Mm -hmm. Like there's an inertia there. So I can definitely tell you pre-fitness, Zach, there is a, there's a definite like quicksand that happens when you're not, you're not surprising yourself, when you're not achieving things, you're not doing things that you couldn't do before. You get into this place that's not necessarily negative. Like I never dogged myself for not being able to do things, but it was like, I just kind of accepted like, oh, I don't do stuff like that. You know, like you run into you run into something that you're you're not comfortable with or you can't do and it's just a very like matter of fact like oh well, i mean that's just not me i can't do that and you go and move on and you, you can... weren't asking more of yourself right but the on the flip side once you but why i'm sorry i really want to sit on that why it just wasn't me i just didn't you know i again i i stayed comfortable mm-hmm. there's the, there's there's again like an inertia to that when you when you sit still it requires more force to get you moving yeah you know you uh, object in motion stays in motion and yes. object at rest stays at rest um because i have definitely found the the other side of that coin where like once you once i got my first pull up there's a momentum now like oh can i can i get five mm-hmm. and now i'm gonna try five. Oh, can i can i get 15 can i do a muscle up can I do five muscles? You like, you like get addicted and then you get like stubborn about it. Like when you find something you can't do now where you used to say, that's just not me. Now it's like, well, shit, how do I do it? Yeah. You know, well, why why can't I? Yeah. What do you mean? I can't, nah, who do I talk to? What do I do? What do I eat? How do I figure, how do I figure (laughs) Who do I write a letter to? (laughs) Yeah. Like it it puts you in a mindset of like figuring it out, which is, I think really cool. I think that's one of the addicting parts of, um, pursuing, that identity being in a community like that. It's just like, what am I, what, what, what am I capable of? Yeah. You know, I don't know anymore. Right. I've do, I'm doing so many things now I never even wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And now they're just, they're just simple. What else can I, can I fly? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but also too, the impactful thing about that is with one person's journey, like with your, your own journey, like the way you show up and you push yourself I don't think people realize the impact everyone has on everyone else. Mm -hmm. So like when you are giving your all, when you are pushing, like when you're trying your hardest or maybe you're having a bad day and you're just showing, like showing up and 
people can feel that that is inspiration to others to do more at least it is for me like there's everyone has something going on in their life all the time I don't care who you are I know there is something that you could totally be sad about like there is something that you could definitely be struggling with maybe it's a family member that has something going on that you are working around and you carry that with you but like you come into the workout and you give your your all no matter what you're dealing with like that is such an inspiration to other people um it's it's the ripple effect mm. you know it's when you get the reason i freaking i lose my mind when people tell me like they feel better in their clothes or like they discovered a food sensitivity and now they're going to avoid that food or you know they finally i don't know were able to run like 200 meters without stopping for the first time like i literally throw things or i hit them like out of like <laughs> love like i just i get so excited for them because it's just one huge catalyst and it's so inspiring because like they showed up for them and when you show up you're just like i care about me and i'm doing this for me because i care about other people like they like everyone shows up and there's someone in your life that you care about and with you taking care of yourself you are then taking care of that person better that's heavy it's the truth that's though. really really and while cool. everyone a lot i know a lot of parents at the gym like will feel guilty from taking time away from their kids like because mm -hmm. they go for an hour to the gym or you know call it call it 90 minutes let's say it takes you 15 minutes to get to the gym you're there for an hour another 15 minutes to get home but like you taking care of yourself i mean a not only are you showing what a healthy lifestyle looks like to your kids and your family um b you are gonna be the best version of yourself moving forward you mm. are creating investments of being the best version of you you're gonna have more to give to the people exactly around you. Yeah. and then you are a part of the ripple effect you are showing that example to your friends your family because you're choosing you and you don't have to tell anyone else to do what you're doing in fact i don't i mean you can always invite people if they're like no don't push it yeah because the more that you just do that and you take care of you, other people will be inspired to take care of themselves. That's really cool. I've never looked at it in that light. Oh, it's the best. That's why that's I love what really I do. That's really cool. Yeah. You're pretty cool. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, even in looking at, you know, I want to take care of me because I don't want you to have to take care of me. <laughs> like, well, I mean, shoot. To your credit, my fitness journey is largely a ripple of when you started. You were into it first. I didn't want to sign up for Strong Side. No, he didn't. Yeah. I was he like, said bye. Fun. Yeah, cool. <laughs> have a good time, bro. And then we were just driving down 92 out of Woodstock to go home. And then I was like, what's that place over there? And Zach's like, nope. And I was <laughs> like, no, come on. And we went in and we stopped by because I was really looking for a gym to go to. This is right out of um, COVID lockdown. And I was really excited to like just be in a community and do cool things. And we walked in and um, I made Zach join with me. And now look at you. Yeah, no, it was a good time. It was a good time. I remember that first workout. It was seated shoulder presses. Yeah, you I was screaming you the no, I'm just kidding. whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it was a struggle though. Yeah. We had no idea what we were doing. But that's the, that, again, that's the fun part, man. Yeah. You get stuck on it. Yeah. You get stuck on it. I mean, I look at things in my own journey like you know i did not always know what nutrition was mm -hmm. at I remember all remember that magazine i got you that sparked that whole journey yeah you're welcome strong side <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it was a superfoods magazine from sprouts mm -hmm. zach had gotten me two things it was right around christmas time and the, he got me one book that was about like stuff that we were doing for the marketing company it was very it was like an, it jargon was an interior heavy. design book because you were yeah. gonna look into interior design yeah and i was thinking about doing that and um i just have a big design background and i was like oh thanks so much and i put it on the coffee table and then he also just went to go get groceries and brought me home a superfoods a to z magazine from sprouts and um the next week he asked hey how's that book i got you I was like, oh, you know, I just haven't started it yet. I got some other books, you know, I'm working on, I'm going to get to it. And he's like, how was the magazine? I was like, oh my God, it was so good. He's like, you read that cover to cover. He's like, why aren't you doing that? And I was like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But now here we are. Yeah, I think that um, that was a big topic. We spent a lot of time on podcast 1.0 before we lost it. But 
<laughs> um, I think that illustrates a good example of what we were saying with learning to toe the line between like discomfort and pain. Yeah. Like stuff that's uncomfortable and stuff that hurts. Um, Cause that's a, for me, that's a really difficult gray area to navigate that whole concept of, you know, you got to do stuff you don't want to do and you got to do things that suck. That's just part of life. Like there is truth to that, but there's such an importance in exploring what that line is where do it, where you're doing something that is, is purely just a growth discomfort or something that's like really just not right and really hurts. Yeah. Um, to, to connect it to like the fitness journey, you know, if you're, if you're shoulder pressing and you're doing it properly, it doesn't feel good in the process, you know, like it burns and you're tired, but like, it should never be ow. Yeah. Right. Like you should never feel pain. You should just feel discomfort. And I think that's one of the cool things that I, I completely attribute to strong side is that how that concept has bled into our lives. Yeah. So in that one, like reading the interior design book and the content, like that went beyond just kind of uncomfortable because you didn't know it. Like that was really shoehorning something that you're good at, but that's not what you were put here to do mm-hmm. versus going and training nutrition and learning nutrition was still uncomfortable because you didn't know it because you were completely alien to it. You had studied it before, but it didn't hurt because it was exciting. Exactly. Every day, the discomfort led to something you'd go into, you'd start class and 10 minutes in, I remember you'd like pause your lecture and look at me and be like, dude, this, I, I'm over, this is so overwhelming. I have no idea what's going on. I'd be like, shut up, press play, keep going. <laughs> and then in an hour and a half, you'd be just bouncing on the walls about, I can't believe I learned celery does this to yourself. <laughs> like, like every, in that scenario, it was never painful for you. It was just a moment, momentary feeling of like, okay, this doesn't feel great because I'm not good at this yet. But every time it leads to one of the best feelings ever. It leads to me believing in so much more than I did prior to. Yeah. And that's such an important point that I think I've pulled from being at strong side and, and chasing fitness. That's just like a little bit of discomfort is always a good thing. Yeah. The growth is in discomfort. hundred percent. Comfort is in discomfort. Oh yeah. Look at that. I mean, quite literally. Boom. Socrates, Aristotle. <laughs> um, absolutely. And I think, again, that goes to the journey too. Like no one just, you know, wakes up and rocks it like day one at anything. Right. You know, every professional athlete was a baby who couldn't walk and had to learn how to walk. Like everyone has to learn how to walk. And right. past that, you know, like you can excel at something. Like everyone starts all clunky, falling over, not really knowing what's going on, like doing their best. Like first time you do wall balls, isn't that fun? <laughs> Most recent time I do wall balls wasn't fun. <laughs> Still not a fan. Um, but it's going to be clunky and weird. And it's the more that you practice at it, it's, I mean, and that just goes to anything. And I mean, even with what you've done, I mean, like you were in, you know, a few scenarios professionally where you're like, this is like the bane of my existence. I want to die. To now being in an industry where there's a lot of discomfort and not knowing like all that there is to know yet. But Mm -hmm. I've just seen the like, but again, that discomfort leads to something that's invigorating. It leads to something. I think you said it earlier in this podcast. Like, I know this is making me better. Yeah. You know, I know, I know I'm growing from this. I know this is something that I'm going to be grateful I endured now in two years. How would you say you make that distinction? Because to that point, like this is discomfort that's going to make me better versus the, like the, the I don't want to say, I guess the gut feeling mm. of this is wrong. It's that identity that we were talking about. I think everybody should really take a second to like picture the person they truly want to be because that's not going to be the same for everybody i mean yeah no you know someone who wants to compete in the crossfit games eating a bunch of food and doing intense working out 
is going to make them better because that's who they want to be. For me, that's not making me better. That's too much. That's going to burn me out. I'm not going to, I'm not going to want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, and it's not something like, tr- please, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, um, I don't think it's something we ever like really dial in, but I make that distinction on, I want to be someone who, you know, is free, fun, loving, makes music and just has a good time with people. So anything that doesn't feed that, it falls into the pain category, you know? So when I was doing telecom sales, that wasn't doing anything. <laughs> they all pain territory. Yeah, that wasn't doing anything for me, you know? No. I went and with HubSpot, that wasn't doing anything for me. That did not feed the person I wanted to be, you know, versus pursuing a career in what I'm doing. Like it's scary as hell because I'm not making the same money I was making in sales. Mm-hmm. But again, what's building is getting me closer to who I want to be. And I know I'll reach a point where that's not a problem for me anymore. So like the fear of, okay, I don't have the same status that I once had necessarily. It doesn't hurt. It's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt. Being in a sales position where I was failing at my job because I didn't like it and I didn't feel like I was contributing, that freaking hurt because there was nothing coming from that. Yeah. You know, I knew I didn't want to pursue or to get through that mountain because that's not who I wanted to be. So that was just pain, right. you know? Even like the reward on the other side right. of the mountain wasn't, wasn't, wasn't worth, it. worth it. Yeah. yeah. It didn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, if you navigate this, if you push through this thing and you, you get through this pain you'll get a bonus and you'll get your name on the wall. That sucks. <laughs> I, don't want that. I don't care. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to just be you, you know, that's the thing we're, we're told that as kids, but it's, it's to me, I always interpret it when you get told that from like a teacher or that, like, just be yourself. It's like a, they're patting you on the head saying, be you, but also do be what you're supposed In to be. In this box. Please. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just kind of, it, it leads you into not really knowing what builds you up to be the best you you can be. You got to kind of figure that out for yourself and just chase after it. And I think everyone's still figuring that out. Absolutely. And you start to find who you want to be and, and really recognize your own habits if you just analyze your daily, regular day. Like you can talk about the type of person that you are, but look at your habits every day. Mm-hmm. And what do they say? Mm-hmm. What and how do they make you feel? Um, you know, and I, oftentimes, you know, I am a huge fan of food diaries, right? People write down what they ate, how they felt when they were eating it, and then how they felt after they ate it. Because and it just ties, you know, emotion to food, it ties, you know, food sensitivities and everything. You get to look exactly about what's going on because we go through life so quickly and mm-hmm. so fast. And um, I don't know if we always realize, like, if we're being intentional with our actions, are we intentionally casting votes towards the identity that we want to be? You know, this healthy person in your brain, like, you know, with them staying up all night long, like, you know, just scrolling on TikTok, like, is that going towards the person you want right. to be? And, and I'm not, I don't, we all fall into those traps. I have a million things I do wrong. I am by no means perfect. There's a lot of things I could shape up. Trust me. Um, but you do that one day at a time. Absolutely. You do that one little investment every day. And that's how you show up for you. And that's yeah. how it's going to compound. I can definitely tell you too, if you're in a, like, speaking from someone who was, who was an identity that didn't excite them. Once you grasp that and you're like, okay, I want to be more who I want to be a simple win. Like, you know what? I'm not going to look at TikTok tonight. I'm just going to go to bed the next morning. That feels like such a triumph. Oh yes. Oh, that's a good feeling. You're never upset that you didn't stay up on TikTok. Yeah. Well, you even just saying like, you know what? I do that every night. And I didn't do it last night because I told myself I'm in control and I want to do something new. Control. Like that feeling of I, I like my my overarching word that rings through this entire conversation is like I'm capable. Mm-hmm. You know that feeling of I don't have to be the person that that's not me. Yeah, I can be who I want to be. I just got to go and 
put in the effort to do it. I have to put the phone down, mm -hmm. plug it in in the other room. So I'm not tempted. Trust me. It's not TikTok for me. It's the YouTube shorts that will burn away four hours of my day. Oh God. I don't even know how to access that. Don't. Okay. It's poisonous. Okay. Um, but you just like, you put in the effort to be like, you know what? No, I want to put more. I want to put all that energy towards this person that I want to be. So I'm going to turn my phone off from just, just from one to two phones off that, yeah. that hour. I'm not going to even be tempted by YouTube shorts. Mm -hmm. That alone, it's a victory. That yeah. one hour is going to feel really good. And then the next, next week it's two hours a day or whatever, you know, you, you kind of grow in baby steps. Um, but it's really fun. It's really fun to discover yeah. what you're capable of doing. Yeah. You know, and it's, I think a lot of it has to do with control. Like you said, and I think a lot of us, I mean, that's just our nature. We want to be in control of what's in front of us and with our lives. And oftentimes we pretend that we have more control than we do. And that's where I think it drives a lot of us crazy. I mean, that's mm -hmm. a big thing I had to get over, like that I don't have control over things and, you know, and that's okay. Um, and I think it helps when you, Take the idea, like, think about, like, what you are just white-knuckling right now. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you just trying so hard at? And whatever you are just busting your butt towards, is it something that's actually fulfilling you? Is it actually something that you know is casting a vote towards that identity that you want to be towards? And if not, then let go. That's the great thing. You can let go. And you know what? It may be awesome. Mm -hmm. It may be amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I was talking to a client today and I asked her about what her goals were. Like in five years, I said, I'm, I waved a magic wand. I love that question. You have the perfect life in five years. What does it look like? And she described it to me. And I was like, whoa, like that's awesome. Those are great goals. Like what a life. And I was like, or what you're doing now is what you're doing right now. Is that going to get you there? She was like, I don't think so. And I was like, so how do we do that? You know, and, and sometimes it's just a simple question. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and the biggest thing for her was I want, I don't want to feel empty anymore mm -hmm. because she was doing so many things that didn't, fulfill her she kept doing the same things over and over again looking for the feeling of being mm -hmm. full and was never going to feel full mm -hmm. because she was doing things she didn't care about um that she knew wasn't fueling her the right way um in a variety of different ways you know and so when you think about the things that you like to do you know when you like to go to this one class you get to see these people or you like to drink this water with you know this lemon in it or like eat this type of veggie or whatever it is you get to, you like to spend your evenings doing X, Y, or Z. Like do that yep. just because someone else tells you, if someone tells you it's wrong, you know, or bad to be doing something that you care about. Like, I just feel like really rarely things that you love and that make you feel joyful are wrong. I would agree. I, I mean, just, if you're a serial killer, you got, I mean, that's okay. But rarely, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, no, I just I feel like agree. no one goes and like eats a full cake because they're joyful. Right. Yeah. I mean, truly, no, like, that's 100% true. it's so true. Yeah. I mean, you don't. Yeah. And, um, and, and think about like what actually makes you feel good. And the, you know, the, the sucky thing is a lot of us don't pursue that thing that makes us feel good. Cause it's like. Yeah, but no, like, no one else does that. Or like, you mm -hmm. know, I've, I've always, I've always felt weird doing that because everyone looks at me like I'm silly. I don't want to look stupid. You know, be weird. Be freaking weird. Be weird. It's 100%, okay. Hundred percent, man. And I'll add on to, you know, do the things that make you feel joyful. Like, start this. Start in like baby increments, making it non-negotiable, whether that's weekly or daily or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like. Start something very small that's very hard to, to give up on. Like, you know what? I freaking love scrapbooking. <laughs> but I live, I've got kids. I work, I work a very busy job. I got to get fitness. I got to cook. I don't have time to scrapbook. So I just can't. Like, every Thursday for 15 minutes, 
scrapbook. Yeah. Non-negotiable. Yeah. At Thursday at 2.15, phone is off on scrapbooking. Everyone leave me alone. And just do it every time. Give yourself a non-negotiable. This happens every freaking week without, without argument. Yeah. And then after a week, make it 30 minutes. Yeah. It's amazing because that's how I built my habits to, to start really committing to, to music the way I am now. Um, just giving myself non-negotiable times. All right. For 15 minutes a week or 15 minutes a day, I'm going to write something just for 15 minutes. Doesn't have to be good. Don't have to keep it. I just got to make noise for 15 minutes. Then the week later, I'm going to do 30 minutes. I'm going to do an hour. I'm going to do two hours. And then you're doing, you're, you're doing five hours every day. And now you're just a full-time thing for you. You're doing it now. Obviously that varies depending on what your thing is, but giving yourself a very easy to achieve non-negotiable, this is my time to do the thing I love doing. Mm -hmm. Again, I think it's very empowering. It gives you control. You have control over your time for that 15 minutes. Yeah. And then you can start growing it as your confidence builds because it speaks back to the inertia we were talking about. You've now achieved a habit of doing this thing that you love that you didn't have before. So now you have a little bit more confidence to say, Oh, I can do another 15 minutes. Yeah. I can do it for a half hour. And you do that and the world doesn't fall apart. Because so you've that, already proven that you can do it. Right. Yeah. And you, and you see that it just brings you joy. It doesn't bring any problems. So the next week, Oh, I'll try 45 minutes mm -hmm. and it goes well. Now eventually you get to a point. It's like, okay, I've been scrapbooking for 12 hours today. I should probably, <laughs> I should probably dial this back and you find a balance, but like, giving yourself permission to have control over your time and control over your identity like that is so empowering. Yeah. And it's so addicting. And towards you. Yeah. That's something I just see over and over again. Like that is so mismanaged. Like, cause we have a lot of parents at strong side and so often I just hear and see like the lack of time um that's available because they're busy they have they have jobs and then you have kids you gotta make sure they're fed and okay and alive we don't have children yet but like you know i can only imagine and you know back to that idea of like what your lifestyle is going to be and how you can then incorporate your family into it you know in that 15 minutes of you you guess what y'all we're all doing squats 15 minutes let's go like you know incorporating your family into it the best way that you can even you know with cooking a lot of the time, you know, I know like cooking can be inconvenient, but like, why can't you get like your kids involved? I have so many clients that started doing that with their kids and they love it. Their kids love it. Cause like, even if it's like little fake, sometimes they're really little and they have like little fake tools and they're like, ha ha ha, I'm cutting this chicken. You're like, you're doing nothing, but it's really cute. <laughs> like you're trying to cut a broccoli and you're doing nothing. Um, but it's just getting them involved with what you like to do mm -hmm. and it's just the act of spending time towards a lifestyle that your whole family can go towards mm -hmm. um and that's how again you're building just the ripple effect it's just positivity while it's weird and like there's totally other things that are easier mm -hmm. but that little bit of extra effort of just incorporating someone anyone in your family whether or a friend or a roommate or whoever it is into what you're doing for you mm -hmm. just goes such it's, a long way that's such a beautiful like gift too isn't mm -hmm. it like hey here's this thing that i absolutely love i'd like to involve you in it because i love you and i want right. you to be a part of it too yeah and that's so inspiring too to be the person that gets invited to see somebody doing something that's purely just for them there's no other there's yeah. no other reason for it i've had like three or four moments of that in like the last week seeing somebody else just being them doing something that brought them fulfillment and openness where I leave. And I'm like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go freaking, I'm going to go paint. I'm going to go learn how to paint, you know? Yeah. It's just exploring, I, you know? Well, that's how, I mean, I used to beg you to go on walks for, yeah. with me back in college. I'm like, well, let's just go for a walk. You'd be like, no. <laughs> oh. Re reaches for the pizza rolls. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, that's my thing. Like, I love to go for walks. Like, mm -hmm. I love do it. I always have. It's just like whether I get to, if I get to go with someone, I get to talk to them while we're walking. Best thing ever. Mm -hmm. I take so many clients for walks all the time, whether they love it or hate it. I don't know, but it's the best. And even, um, or if I just throw on like a podcast 
like this one um or you know listening to music whatever it is and that's like my thing so when i can get people to go with me mm. oh my god it's the best thing ever i get so excited yep or when I get when people get excited about food too, like you and I love to go to the grocery store together. Mm -hmm. That is my jam. It's a lot of fun. Oh my gosh! Sunday morning when like no one's out yet, mm -hmm. y'all can catch us at a Costco near you, and we are freaking tearing up the rotisserie aisle. Yes, <laughs> but because we get to like pick together, what do we want to eat this week? What do we get excited about for the week? You know, it's it's just involving that growth because yeah, it's we another get to little grow investment. Yeah. Yeah, you get to pick your investments for the week. I think this bag of mixed vegetables is going to yield a high return for me <laughs> on Thursday. <laughs> but even like it's an investment in your marriage. Yep. It's an investment in your family. Um, besides just you. Yeah. It's it's not it's just your, about you. It's your ripple effect. Well, but like it's your ripple effect when you do yeah. the things that bring you light, bring you joy, bring you fulfillment you're going to share that feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, it just radiates from you. It's contagious. So, yeah. So doing things for you is very much still doing things for your family and for your friends. Mm -hmm. 100%. Like the way Chris talks about steak. I get really excited about steak 100%. just because Chris talks about it because he loves it. You know, we hadn't had a steak in like three years prior to Chris. And now, I know. now it's like once or twice a week. Exactly. So thank you, Chris. Yeah, shout out to you, dude. Or like when you talk to Brinley. I mean, just being in that girl's like area like you're just oh, okay life's good mm -hmm. anybody i mean like anyone on the team has yeah. that sort of like if i know you don't know the team as well as i do but like everyone on the team has something that just gets you excited for sure i don't know it's just everyone gets excited about different things and i think that's just the coolest thing so find something you're excited about and if it's fitness cool you're in the right place <laughs> if it's about food come talk to me i get pictures all the time text me your pictures all the time i love it but um, yeah, I just rambled, but that was really, no, good. I think that's, I mean, that's one heck of a, like summarizing thought, you know, just go be you, go be weird. Yeah. Find yourself something that brings you just fulfillment and, and happiness and allow yourself to do it. The other stuff kind of falls in place. I think that's what our community really brings. hundred percent. You know, being healthy and going the extra mile is weird, but guess what? We're all in the same gym yep. doing the same things, the same workouts, working out in the same way. And when we get to then share what we're cooking that week or, mm -hmm. you know, what race we're training for, whatever it is, like we're all weird yep. together. Absolutely. And everyone's looking at the weirdos like, well, what are they doing? How are they doing that? Here's the thing. People love weird. <laughs> we as humans are attracted to what is not mundane. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, again, it's more fun. We should all just be having fun. <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's just better. You know, like, why would I want to go and do the same? Why would I just, why would I want to live in the gray world with gray clothing and gray skies and all that? Like, I want weird. I want to be like, oh, that's, you can do that. That's interesting. Yeah. You know? It's just, it's, it's, it's infectious. It's, it's just great, good to be around energy like that. Yeah. Which I think there's loads of that at strong side. There is. And I, and at every location I, I get to go to, I spend most of my time at Woodstock, but whenever I get to go to the different locations, like everyone just has something else to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. And I just, if you're listening and you don't, and you don't know me very well, maybe you don't go to Woodstock or you're at one of the other locations. Um, bring what you're excited about and and start sharing it because you have no idea the impact it has on other people and that just energy of being excited and passionate about something anything it, it goes so much deeper than you think and it just sets everyone off on a good day i really believe that love it yeah all right you have any closing words i don't know man have fun <laughs> again that's what it's all about hey i think um this episode 2.0 was good round two i think it was just as good yeah 100 yeah. i'm not upset i'm not upset either we saved it now let's go fix your hard drive cross your fingers okay all right 
Thank you guys so much for listening again. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please give us a five-star rating. That would be so lovely. I would really appreciate it. And every week, we are always trying to bring on people to just keep inspiring that good energy and love and what, what makes our community amazing. You know, we even bring in some educational topics as well, whether it's about fitness or nutrition, kind of about everything. And so if you have anyone you want to really hear about, please shoot me a message. Um, I love talking to people and getting all up in the feels. And that's why we're here. So y'all go have an awesome day. Be weird. Love your life. Talk to you soon.